Hi everyone, Monica here. Play like your day. <laughs> Welcome <Hey>. back. <laughs> We're excited to be here um, and talk about something that's super fun and true, which is that women's sports are hella queer. Hella queer. Yeah, hella. Yes. <laughs> End of sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Pride Month, so and it's Pride Month. Yes. Place like what better episode to talk about it? What right. Better episode to talk about it. Um. Pride Month, we're having we're having that pride for ourselves all year, <laughs> but oh, yeah. excited to celebrate. Yes. Um, and they in your area, you had a Pride event, Pride Parade already, right? Yes. Right on. Yeah, oh, I feel like that? we had it like earlier in the year. You know what? I was like low key disappointed. Not gonna lie, mm-hmm. because um, it's all just like I. Okay, back up for a second. Yes. I understand <laughs> why pride celebrations need like they need sponsorships right to like Mm -hmm. get money to do certain things and also like raise money to do other things throughout the year because most pride organizations uh, or like gay or queer organizations are nonprofits and communities right ours is so I understand that but I have a it was disappointing because there was probably 200 vendors and wow, that's a lot of yeah. vendors. I mean, it's huge. Our, yeah. our pride actually, it's only the second year they've been doing it, but it's mm-hmm. has it's the it's the largest pride celebration in New Jersey. Wow. Yeah. So like nice. people come from all over the state to, you know, but anyway, mm-hmm. there's like 200 venue vendors and it's like real estate firms, healthcare firms, <laughs> yeah, like photography <laughs> plate, like yeah. there were so few like queer artists queer photographers like mm-hmm. you know, there's so few of that that oh it gosh, just yeah. was like okay and then there wasn't a lot of like events and I yeah. mean by that is like there wasn't a lot of like interactive things we there there's two stages mm-hmm. there's like a family stage and you know a main stage yeah and they have like drag queens and everything and I'm a person who I like to get involved in things when I see yeah. it's not how maybe I would want it or I try to like yeah you're like let's change this yeah yeah so I want to get involved because like where are the drag kings yeah ever talks about drag kings yeah why are we not doing like speed dating for queer families because like it's so hard to meet up with queer families sometimes and like yeah. meet them and like become friends and just like things like that so anyway yeah I'm glad we have it and I think yes. that it can improve it. All Those are great things. ideas. Those are great ideas. I love yeah. that. Also, yeah. time out. <laughs> um, um, I need you because I need to get some. I need you to plug your queer art because I need to get some still. But please oh, plug it. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. yeah. So I am a queer artist. I think, I mean, I, there are lots of queer artists out there. Mm-hmm. And I found I wanted to like contribute to that very small group of people. So I create queer art. Um, and I think I it speaks to the different LGBTQ groups inside of our community, right? So like some of my art is very non-binary focused, some of my art is very bisexual focused, you know, gay, lesbian focused all focus like there's something for everyone in there um I love it I love the oat milk yeah the oat milk one (laughs) yeah (laughs) fantastic fantastic Um, but my website is queer or yeah queerartshop.com and you can either buy a digital download or you can buy a 
physical print, I'll print it out for you and send it. So yes, I'm getting a print for sure. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm excited. And yeah, maybe we can, not maybe we'll put in the comments, of course, um, Sarah's shop, but also where, where you can get pride flags from like queer owned businesses, um, which I think is really important too. um, to give money to queer people, especially for stuff like that. Um, yeah. Thank you for plugging your, (laughs) very excited. Um, our pride celebration, I don't remember why, but won't be until, um, July 16th, 15th and 16th. Okay. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, Portland goes, you know, shows out (laughs) as as it would, as it should, Um, but I'm excited. Yeah. As it always does. Um, but you know, I think I've only gone, well, I, this is my second one because they didn't have them for a couple of years, um, because of COVID. Um, so last year was my first one. So I'm excited, you know, to see, um, but I was able to coordinate the pride month content and the pride parade presence for the the NBA team I work for this year. Oh, so fun. that's been really fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been able to be a part of that. So I've been really excited about that. That's great. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 It's cool. It's cool. Um, so yes, pride celebrations, perfect time to talk about this because yeah, queer people, they're trailblazing for women's sports. Yes. <laughs> like really, really they are. They really are. You know, yeah. and I, I find it like, we don't have pride if we don't recognize like black trans women, yeah. right? They mm-hmm. were the ones that really started this this movement with this yep. Stonewall riots in New York and all of that. Like we don't have this community without them. No. And that being said, I think community organizers are very oftentimes folks in marginalized communities because mm-hmm. like they don't have that, you know, privilege of enjoying certain spaces that straight cis had like white people do, right? Yeah. So especially in sports, like it's so amazing to me how many queer women in women's sports have created space for women to thrive and women, queer women, black women, you know, queer black women, all of these types of people. Billie Jean Jean King, I think can be, I think she is probably the major face of women's sports in a lot of ways. And yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I really think that she started yeah. this. She started a, f- a foundation and a- advocacy and all of these things. Yeah. Anyway, so like, I think it's really amazing to see how many queer women have created these platforms and these teams and communities and organizations yeah. to really like allow these women to thrive in these spaces. So yeah, like Megan Rapinoe and Sue Bird um, yes. with their yeah trans rights organization and then yes. to get together the the platform um uh together with an x we'll put it in yeah the, <laughs> we'll put it in the comments yeah. as well um a great platform platform for sports news and they and they do cover that as well um yeah and especially because i don't know if you saw um i won't spend much time on this because fuck elon musk but sis is now a slur on twitter oh apparently God. yeah and i can't even um so you know more important than ever um for people to be blazing the trail unfortunately but we got this we're going strong (laughs) we're going strong we have to um and I'm so glad that you know there is a word for 
who I am. I think like a lot of times like labels are a hard thing. It's like, do we always want labels? Like sometimes they can be harmful. And like, for me, it's like that mixed bag because for me, knowing like having a word non-binary for, for my gender has been like so supportive and so life-changing. I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. I think it's important. And, you know, I, I think if we look at, um, Quinn, I forget their last name on the Canadian women's national team. I think they just go by Quinn. Quinn, okay. Um, Who is trans, identifies Mm -hmm. as trans. Um, And then we have Nikki Hintz, who's a runner, and Mm -hmm. they just got the fastest time or like something, the fastest time in like the X mile race or whatever. Yeah. You have these people who identify as, you know, not what their gender was assigned at birth. Yeah. And I bet that there are so many more of those people in women's sports. Yeah. Um, they just haven't like vocalized that yet. And that's fine. Like that's their own process, but yeah. we can see how these people are in these spaces and like doing pretty amazing things and like yeah. pretty things and things that like, you know, men can't do, <laughs> you know? No. Yeah. Yeah. And just like sometimes having to choose between, you know, competing in the sports they love and like being their full yeah. selves, which is that too rough. Yeah. yeah. For many reasons, but it's, you know, so inspiring and, um, I don't know, just fucking cool when we get to see people like us competing <laughs> in sports yeah. and being able to, and, and, you know, expanding that, you know, category of life that we all love so much to be able to be more inclusive. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, even before we had so much gender queerness coming out into the public, I mean, yeah, queer people were paving the way who are, you know, had their sexual identity is outside of heterosexual and like, are, we're able to like advocate for, you know, gay people in sports too, which I think started it all for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's so cool how, well, I, I have said this before to many people, but um, male athletes, I think are terrible at like PR and having like a social media presence and like talking about the things they care about. And because like on a lot of levels, they don't have, they don't have to. No. Right. Because there's this like privilege that comes with them being a professional athlete, being male predominantly. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think about the women athletes or the the athletes that compete on women's teams and how outspoken they are about who they are and what they care about. Like, you know, Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger, they're like, you know, a power couple. They're soccer players, yeah. if y'all don't, or ex-soccer players. Allie's retiring this year. Ashlyn retired last year. But they're very heavily involved in that world. And they are very famous and outspoken because of that. Yeah. Um, I think... Christy Muez and Sam Kerr just sort of announced their relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. And yeah. so, so many more people who play in women's teams are coming out and talking about their relationships mm-hmm. and they're talking about like why they feel it's important to like come out. And I, there's yeah. this whole culture and conversation of coming out and why that's important to come out. And also like, that we continuously have to come out for our entire lives for a reason. Right. Um, but I find it really amazing that they 
are choosing to talk about their sexuality, sexual identity, gender expression, all of these things, because it's so inspiring and not just for little girls or little people, little boys even, um, not just because like it's important for them to see representation, but they want to make it a safe space or trying to make strides to make it a safe space for athletes to thrive in and of itself. Right. Cause sports can be super toxic for a lot of reasons, but a lot of reasons. Yeah. And definitely like getting into higher level sports in Texas, when I lived there, it was like, you know, maybe it wasn't public, but being in those spaces where we could be like honest with each other, it was really game changing for me to see folks with queer identities and be like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Y'all are, y'all are here. And like, for me, I was like really scared and didn't even think about it until I moved out of Texas, to be honest. Like I knew, but couldn't really like deal honestly. (laughs) So once I moved back to California, that was more of an exploration for me, but it was like the beginning of it was like witnessing queer people in those, um, you know, arenas that I was playing in and, and being, yeah, just exposed to another way of another reality for myself, which was which huge. I, it's, it is huge. And mm-hmm. your environment can have a lot of influence regardless of like what your parents say to you. Like if your parents have, Oh yeah. Like, My parents are like, we want, like, I love you no matter who you yeah. want, but you're no. like, but everyone, and you know, they're not from Texas either. So they don't really, we were just like, uh, just kind of like dropped there because of my dad's job. And so we were all kind of navigating that anyway, right. Right. but I was like, uh, it's kind of, <laughs> kind of binary, kind of <laughs> one thing here. Definitely. Um, so yeah, no matter what your parents are saying, it, it, it there's a bigger, you know, environmental uh, influence there. Yes. Um, I was going to say something about, oh, I was listening to, um, I don't, listen to their podcast but Mm -hmm. i on instagram there was this clip of abby wambach talking Mm -hmm. about um how she was struggling with like her sexuality in being out i think she was already yeah like she knew at that point in college when she was playing soccer at at florida yeah but she was talking about how um she really leaned on her teammates for mm-hmm. the support because there were many there were several of them on the team that yeah. identified as lesbian mm-hmm. but didn't openly talk about it yeah. but they kind of like knew and they like would look at each other and have this like mm-hmm. language but no one talked about it and even when yeah. like Abby was playing on the women's national team like no one talked no one I mean everyone knew I think because yeah. of stereotypes the way she looks everything right but no one knew like she didn't talk about it. Brianna Scurry Nobody knew that she was gay. Yeah. She, she like low key recently came out, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. there were so many women who like couldn't talk about it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think still for me, I was able to look at these people and identify with them in a way that I didn't really know why I identified with them at the time. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Where you're like, yeah. there's something here. <laughs> there's something here. Yeah. yeah. And absolutely. I think it's really cool now that they're able to talk about it and there's a free flowing co- or more of a free flowing conversation now yeah. than there was, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, so. absolutely. And I was thinking even things like as small as like, maybe it's not small, but <laughs> for me, like seeing, um, gender expression wise and like maybe or maybe not but for me seeing women with like shorter hair 
like in sports was like for me something where I was like, oh, because where I lived, it was like just not really a thing, yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. of what, what it like said about you or like whatever, you know, um, the stereotypes people like place on it. But it was just like, really, I was like, oh, there's people that like, you know, or, you know, dress in, like a little more masculine and have short haircuts. And it was something that I would see with like athletes, especially in the WNBA when it came about. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like, I like that. That's like more of like me. And it was, I was able to kind of like explore that and think about doing it like later on when I felt more comfortable and obviously did. <laughs> but that was like kind of the beginning of me seeing that as an option. Definitely. And yeah. not just, you know, players, but I don't know if you had coaches, but yeah. Yeah. When I was, yeah. Like, like even gym teachers in elementary school. So and like, true. Yeah. You know, but like my, those, those women in elementary school, middle school and high school, again, like were really important to me, yeah. even if it wasn't directly spoken about. Um, but also in college, um, my head coach, is a lesbian, but she didn't ever talk about it because she, yeah. you know, I went to a, a Catholic school in for college, um, mm -hmm. not like mm -hmm. not directly on purpose. Yeah, just kind of <laughs> um, happened. Definitely not on purpose. It <laughs> happens sometimes. Um, but she couldn't talk about it, and yeah. we all knew, but we couldn't talk about it. But I, I love her to death, and what she means to me mm -hmm. because of those years that I got to know her and know her family eventually, and like, yeah everything I mean it's like she is part of my coming out experience and I like love her so much for that so yeah I had a similar experience with um my high school basketball coaches head coach and assistant coach yeah. but outside of that I mostly had men coaches so not so much <laughs> not so much but with them actually like going through because they were kind of like going through it at that time I don't think I realized how important that was until like afterwards and I'm like oh wow that was a lot for them and like it was important like later on, like witnessing that. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Listen. Hey man. Everyone's own timeline. Everyone's own timeline for yeah. sure. And I'm glad that people can talk about it now. Yeah. And I think it's important to acknowledge like over and over and over again, women's sports would not be women's sports without queer people. They no. it just wouldn't. Mm -mm. And you can clap back if you want, but like, okay. <laughs> we, said what, we said what we said, <laughs> we said what we said. Um, and wherever you're on in your journey, we love you and happy pride month, um, year life. <laughs> always pride. Happy pride life. life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, thank you for listening as always. If you ever have anything you want to hear us talk about, let us know. We would love to talk about it. Um, and as always, you're on youtube please like and subscribe wherever you're listening um thank you for being here and leave a review if you feel so inclined it helps us out a lot reviews really do help thank you so much everybody bye